Salam and welcome to Network Reorient. Today we have with us Dr. Sabrina Lay who will be speaking on the topic of Iqbal, philosophy and language. Salam, uh, Dr. Sabrina. Um, just as a general start, uh, could you please introduce Iqbal for those of our listeners who may not know who he is and introduce his philosophy as well, which from my experiences generally people know his poetry, they know of him kind of from their parents and grandparents, but not many people have engaged with his philosophy as deeply as his poetry, for example. So could you please introduce both the man and his philosophy? So, Manik Bal is a deep thinker, he's a poet, a philosopher, and he was very active in British India before the partition. He's also the spiritual father of the creation of Pakistan. So he actually wrote mainly in poetry, and is mainly known as as a poet, mm. but very few known also that he was a very deep thinker mm. and especially his, mas- his philosoph- philosophical masterpiece, The Reconstruction of Religious Thought in Islam, mm. is um, a very deep uh, uh, philosophical work in, in, in which uh, Iqbal explains uh, what have been the shortcomings of, and the limitation of uh, traditional Islamic philosophy and, and how they can be overcome in order to, um, uh, to start a, a new vision, to develop a new point of view and uh, a new philosophical discourse which is uh, rooted mainly in Islamic sources. Because uh, according to Iqbal, the refuse of philosophy and philosophical uh, speculation by most, most of the uh, Muslim thinkers is not is due to, to the fact that uh, was not rooted in a tradition which is uh, um, not the, the Islamic one. So mm. that uh, his main point is that the uh, to the the close relation between uh, the movement of uh, falsafa and is and uh, Greek metaphysics actually is mm, it prevent uh, Muslim to create their own philosophical language, their own philosophical tradition, which is uh, original and authentic. Mm. Okay, uh, just to um, pick up a few strands from that. There's quite a few questions I want to ask after that, to be honest. Um, but you mentioned Reconstruction, mm-hmm. uh, Iqbal's great work. Um, I just wanted to ask, so what does it mean to reconstruct religious thought? What does Iqbal mean by this? Obviously, one of the most famous quotes uh, from Reconstruction is his um, speaking about how the modern Muslim has to hold on to what came before without doing the cleave, essentially, mm-hmm. but also deciding what parts of the new, like the modern, can be added. So just talk, please talk about a bit about how you see Iqbal talking about, recon- like how do you actually reconstruct So the idea of reconstruction is, camping, is something that comes in between tradition and innovation. Actually, Iqbal was to, without denying the past and without denying actually the, root, the Islamic uh, traditional roots, 
he just want to open a new a new way so mm. a new way of thinking just just want to um, um, open for uh, for his for Islam taught uh, both at uh, theological and philosophical level a, a new way of approach that will have an impact uh, not only on, on uh, the theoretical uh, aspect of Islamic thought but also on the practice of the end of Muslim life. So to reconstruct means to see the, the, the some aspect of um, of Islamic thought from a different angle, from a different way, just mm. to uh, um, through a new paradigm, so a new para um, a new uh, language, a new discourse that uh, will open a point of view that they uh, they have not been uh, discussed before. But because according to Ibar, to reconstruct means not to leave the tradition, but but to go even um, to the roots of the tradition itself. So, because according to him, that uh, um, Islamic thought uh, um, suffer deviations from the, the, the original core of uh, Islamic revelation. Uh, so this means that to reconstruct means to go even, uh, go even deeper to the Islamic roots, it's not. Uh, this this is the reason why that uh, I said that something in between tradition mm -hmm. and innovation. It's is a new, it's a so new, it's a new way. It's a new, it's exactly a new way. But uh, in the reconstruction, actually, uh, what is uh, is giving us is giving to the modern contemporary Muslim thinkers is giving us uh, a, an inspiration. He said that the, is, the work he did is uh, very much propedeutical. He's giving us an, a new way of approaching problems, of approaching issues, but uh, what I think he was expecting that new Muslim generation, that's what he said clearly in the reconstruction, that would have uh, complete this uh, project. project. Yeah. Okay. Um... I just want to push you on kind of a, a kind of a self-indulgent point, to be honest, um, if I can. Um, you said in your introduction to Iqbal that he believed that all of Islamic philosophy was um, taken from the Greeks. Mm -hmm. How then does Iqbal deal with the later Muslim philosophers? such as Ibn Arabi, such as Mullah Sadra, who kind of move away from being more Greek-inflected to actually coming to something which Iqbal actually himself calls for. So, for example, I would consider both Ibn Arabi and Mullah Sadra uh, to be precursors of Iqbal, from what you're yes. saying, that to provide a new philosophical language. So, for example, uh, Ibn Arabi himself called himself a realizer rather than someone of fiqh or philosophy or a Sufi, mm -hmm. he called himself a realizer. So does Iqbal mine these resources or how so does he I, deal with So actually that he quoted several times these uh, Muslim, all these Muslim thinkers, uh, both Persians uh, and also from Andalusia as, uh, in Arabic, as, uh, as an example mm. of uh, the, 
of this course, which is uh, rooted in uh, uh, deeply in uh, Islamic sources, mm. and uh, but uh, the that um, several times also these thinkers in his reconstruction. Well, what is trying to do is uh, uh, he, what is trying to do is this course goes beyond also this mm. uh, these things and then these thinkers, then just to say it uh, briefly, and uh, Iqbal actually want to create a new language. He want to have a new philosophical language, a mm. new philosophical logic. Those mm. this is that made that he, he was um, then in the in this uh, previous think, thinkers was not uh, much uh, developed. So mm. they they were still even when they they actually mm, they try to create their own space their own uh, philosophical reflection, uh, but still there is some influence. So still mm. some neo especially neoplatonic influence mm. uh, you will see especially the, the last uh, mm. developer neoplatonism you f is very easy to to find in these uh, Persian thinkers maybe. But um, especially the notion of uh, and, the and also there is also this deep um, problem the relation between uh, a, a being and existence. This is a very yeah, it's yeah. a very subtle uh, thing, and then also the problem of um, uh, immanentism. So because uh, actually that Iqbal try to uh, see try to resolve the. Um, the problem of some philosophical language that may lead to uh, pantheism, immanentism, and yeah. so his discourse actually um, is rooted from different premises, okay. and uh, he, he actually try to uh, see, for example, just if I can give an example, is the problem of the relation between uh, God and creation. Okay. Uh, he can if um, sometimes some some kind of philosophical discourse can lead or can be very very close to or get to pantheism of uh, or immanentism from the point of view even even when it's, it's not very clear in some thinkers, but in the case of Bal, he just uh, he just said that in order to overcome this uh, this uh, this limitation. And then he, he, he said that we should use a new philosophical grammar. A new philosophical mm. grammar is the one which is uh, go beyond the, uh, sp the sp special uh, paradigm. So you cannot mm. uh, see the relation between God and creation in the special terms. As, uh, to, but you, you should change completely the paradigm and then you see that uh, in as a, a kind of uh, relation which is involved uh, in not not all not only uh, relation between the two but relation between uh, in intensity of the first principle in relation to to creation so um, even when in the reconstruction sometimes is is uh, actually said that is a, is a precursor of a, a new way of thinking mm. uh, even the language is used is still sometimes the, the language of the um, of the old of approach and mm. is also sometimes is very he, it just touched the limit 
of some, uh, some, some very deep and uh, very sensitive uh, philosophical uh, issue. So this is, uh, this is the reason why that the new Muslim thinkers, they should um, try to uh, uh, just taking inspiration from, from Iqbal, they, they, are, they should try to uh, create this, uh, just, uh, to, um, not, this new philosophical grammar, this new philosophical perspective, uh, which is uh, try, um, should be able to um, clear uh, all the misunderstanding. Uh, of the previous uh, philosophical traditions. Okay, um, just to kind of link back to that, um, as far as I understand uh, what you've said, you seem to say that Iqbal critiques past Muslim philosophers for being too influenced by Neoplatonism, is that? Yes. So then, in light of that, how does Iqbal justify um, the influence of Nietzsche on his own work. So, for example, it's for people who've read, obviously, Iqbal's philosophy, even secondary literature, mm -hmm. it's quite clear that Nietzsche has a substantive impact. It's not obviously all-encompassing, but it's there. Um, how does Iqbal, does Iqbal address this? Does he, how do you, how does he get around this? So actually it's very easy that, because in the relation between uh, be and becoming, uh, he see in Nietzsche a, a, a source of inspiration. Mm. Because actually Nietzsche also, he, he was actually trying to solve the problem between uh, between these two categories of philosophical thought. Okay. But at the same time, uh, he, he did through eternal recurrence. But yeah. uh, according to Iqbal, this is, uh, a, a, this is a wrong development. He's very critical about it because he's, he calls it a disparate metaphysical idea. Okay. Because uh, that because according to Iqbal, uh, is the dynam dynamism, the change, which is in the core, is a, um, a, is a dead sense of met metaphysical develop metaphysical development of the B. But yeah. uh, in case um, uh, of Nietzsche, he said that eternal recurrence. So it's not is um, is the idea of being, but. Uh, it, but presented as becoming, so it's all because according to Ibal, only what developed has got the uh, it's more essential than what is static. Because actually, according to Ibal, what what is the the main issue that still uh, is um, is. Uh, is actually haunting the uh, Western philosophy. Mm. Is also I, I'm thinking sometimes about uh, Heidegger, that uh, yeah. even Heidegger tried to, to do the same discourse, but uh, when he has to write the second part of yeah. uh, his masterpiece, uh, uh, Being and Time, so in um, Time and Being, it was the same, he faced the same issue, because uh, okay. is it the Aristotle, uh, because it, this is um, the Aristotelian ground, of Western philosophy, yeah. so even Nietzsche could not um, could not overcome it. Get beyond it. Yes, yeah. you can. Even you cannot, he yeah. claimed he did. But, yeah. yeah. So I think the only thing that uh, actually understood um, 
this, uh, this issue has been Iqbal because mm-hmm. uh, he saw it as a, as a way uh, it changed completely the, the point of view about it so because he said that change can be predicate of God mm-hmm. and this is or, or if you want not we want to to avoid to use uh, a theological language but use a philosophical one that be, that change and becoming can be predicate fully of the first principle mm. and uh, with without uh, actually diminishing his uh, ontological uh, sense yeah. yeah okay um so so far throughout uh, our discussion you mentioned that Iqbal is calling for a new philosophical language, the third way, let's call it, or reconstruct. <laughs> in my own work, I've uh, invented something called reconstructionism, which is derived from Iqbal and like, kind of takes from him a lot. But um, I just want to ask, so Iqbal calls for this, but what resources does he give us to actually develop this? So I think to are the resources which yeah. are mainly theori- theoretical, if you want to use it from a theoretical point of view, but they can, can, they can have also a, mm, the, mm, they can have very, very important development uh, both in the, in the theological, uh, as, uh, theological discourse and, the, and, um, anthropolo- and anthropological as well. So it's the notion of uh, takdir or kadar mm-hmm. and the notion of tawhid. Okay. So we should, if Muslim thinkers, they should reflect uh, of these two concepts as being used um, in the Quran. And from there, they can, I think, uh, they, they can go beyond the classical uh, metaphysical discourse. Because for just them, to the, the notion of takdir, they can, subs, uh, they can, is a wonderful substitute for the notion of uh, ausia, substance of mm-hmm. Aristotelian tradition. And uh, the notion of tawit, uh, actually, um, is, can reshape the relation between what is uh, um, the creator and creation yeah. and uh, temporal and eternal or uh, all these classical uh, philosophical dichotomies they can be uh, they, they can be solved through the notion of tawid because the notion of tawid is unrelational so for example all the other concepts they can be understood only uh, in relation to each other, for example, mm. the creator is in relation to creation. Yeah. Uh, eternity is in relation to oh, temporality. Yeah. But the notion of tawid doesn't have uh, a, a another terms uh, which can be is related. So it's a, mm. it's a it's, it's a unique term. So it's the end of difference yes. essentially. Yeah. If you would put it into philosophical so, terms. because actually in philosophy we are always uh, at the limits. But especially <laughs> where this is actually yeah. what uh, Wittgenstein used to say. So philosophy is always at the limits of language. Yeah, and we are trying to push these limits further. Very further. Much so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Dr. Sabrina, for your time and for a very interesting discussion. <laughs> and hopefully, we'll have many more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.